episode 36 in the books we're back at it back at it with another podcast um appreciate you all tuning in man it's always much love always always excited to be back with my main guy josh how you doing brother i'm doing good man thanks for having me on once again having me over yeah bro yeah got the podcast all set up so uh we're good to go man i gotta give you a shout out bro you um you called it bro you got the you got the nuggets and the heat in the finals i asked you last month i said who do you see uh winning it all and i think you called both of them out um i think yeah those were two of my predictions where um i don't know this miami heat they were an underdog team jimmy butler and uh the rest of the cast that he's been playing with is uh they stepped up and they've been playing a big part as to the Heat's success and getting to the point where they're at right now. Yeah, bro. And same thing with Nikola Jokic and the Denver Nuggets. Uh, that was kind of obvious. I mean, flat out the best team in the West. Nikola Jokic himself is probably the hardest guy to stop other than maybe LeBron James in the, in the league right now, one-on-one. Yeah. yeah, I remember I heard um, Kevin Durant in a post-game interview I don't even be keeping up with basketball like that, but I heard him talk about how Jokic was one of the best players he's ever seen play, and that's a big compliment. I don't know if there's any basketball heads out there or anyone who kind of tunes into the NBA or basketball like that, but Dirk Nowinski, especially back in like 2010, 2011, uh, that championship run itself was real crazy, and uh, Nikola Jokic reminds me a lot of Dirk Nowinski when he was playing back for... Dallas Mavericks probably probably more of a complete player too yeah it's Overall. crazy the only thing he's probably really missing is just a vertical a vertical jump yeah that's not really his game though you know he's kind of just a he's got a lot of athleticism he really does he yeah. has really good footwork for a seven foot 250 pound guy yeah he can um he can run the court too like he can dribble he can pass he got he really does have a complete game I'm a big Jimmy Butler fan though I like his uh I like his game we were watching the um what was, what was that, game six or game five with the Heat Celtics? Yep. Yeah, that was that was a great game. Oh, no, 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 that was uh, definitely game six. Yeah. Was, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, because it was game, that, that they forced lost. a game seven. Yeah, they crazy lost. Ending. Did you watch that game seven? Yeah, very, really good game seven. Yeah. Yeah, man, we'll, we'll, it'll be interesting to see. Who do you got winning, winning it all? You got the, the Nuggets going all the way through? Yeah, nugget, Nuggets in – I see them winning in six games. Yeah, the Heat. I I wouldn't be surprised if it does get forced to a game seven, or I will honestly wouldn't be surprised if the Nuggets do it unless. But I really would be surprised if the Miami if the Miami Heat does come out on top, and if they do win the championship this year. You see, uh, LeBron coming back after this year. I honestly do. Yeah, I think the retirement talk is kind of just a like Buzzfeed for people. Yeah. Uh, guy just took a loss. He just took a sweep at that, and I mean, there's a lot of talk going on. But the the man is 38 years old, and a lot of people really don't take that into account when you're playing at that level. I mean, you're supposed to show up and show out, but when you're 38 years old and you're still performing at the, at that level and going up against somewhat better competition i know the rules have changed uh game has changed a whole lot from back what it was in the 2000s and the 90s and the 80s and so on and so forth but 
the guys who he's playing against nowadays are just getting better and better as time goes on. They really are, yeah. They really are. The league is definitely is definitely um, improving a lot overall. You know what I mean? Like, what what I've noticed is, like, you see this year the Heat, the number eight seed, making it all the way. That just shows you how talented the league is all the way throughout. Like, like I feel like ten years ago, even five years ago, it was really just the top four seeds maybe the top two or three seeds who that's, that's, you know, guaranteed going to that finals. Now it's like, I mean, it could be anybody, bro. It could be and the heat. were in the, they were in the playing series. So I think that's, I think it's good for the league. Um, seeing that happen because the talent level is just so spread out now. You know what I mean? For so many years, it was, it was like, you know, it was LeBron in the East and then, you know, it was the Warriors in the West or the Spurs maybe, you know? So I think it'll be good for the league to see, just the talent level spread out so much. It just shows you, like, man, like, sports in general just grows so fast. Everything grows so fast. Like, people are so much better than they were 20 years ago. Like, look at the UFC. Have you ever seen some of the early UFC fights? Yeah. Yeah, crazy. Bro. Yeah, it's crazy how... There was no weight class or anything like that. Bro, it, it was just two grown-ass men going in a cage and fighting. Like, there was not a whole lot of skill. Yeah, but... You, you had some wrestlers. You had some boxers. You had, like... That's the thing. You could have like a 300-pound guy who just got into boxing or something, isn't fit at all, and have a little scrawny 165-pound martial art artist or something or someone who knows jujitsu and can be really tactical and, and know how to how to really fight against a guy who's 300 pounds. But, I mean... That's what I thought was real crazy about UFC back in the day is there was no weight class. So you could have a, a real tall guy, real big, strong guy fighting a, a little scrawny, skinny guy or uh, just a flat out big guy against a little guy. Yeah, I mean, you look at today's you look at the UFC today and now every fighter has to have a complete skill set. Like you can't just show up or you can't walk into the cage now in the, in the UFC today and just be a striker, just be a pure striker, have no ground game. You know what I mean? Like now you have to have the whole package. So it's it's crazy to see like everything evolve, you know. I feel like I feel like everything is evolving like that, not even just sports, but just everything. Like I feel like you kind of have to have all the you have to have everything now. Like when it comes to um when it comes to like doing anything, you have to like kind of have all this all the skill sets. You know what I mean. You can't just be one dimensional in today's world. The way that I like to think about it is the frequency that people are living at, and that people are thinking at, and that people are maneuvering at, is only increasing as time goes on. People are only picking up on tendencies. They're picking up on things. They're quicker. they're learning things way quicker than. Yeah how they used to back in the day yeah and i i guess you can say this is because of the technology because of all the advancements uh 100 percent. yeah i think a lot of it is a lot of it is the technology and not even just with sports bro but yeah just in general man like i think people are a lot more i don't know in a weird way i think people are a lot more aware maybe and just a lot more connected I think that maybe is the, the the biggest part of it. I don't even know if it's necessarily educated. I don't know if we're really more educated or not. That might be a discussion for another day. But but yeah, I, I feel what you're saying, bro. I think the technology plays a big role into it too. Um, and yeah, I mean, you can just see it in all different parts of life. You know what I mean? Everything's kind of growing more quickly, evolving more quickly. 
and it'll be interesting to see what you know what the future has in store for us you know not not just with sports but just with everything as a whole you know and it i think i'm you know obviously you can look at everything from a negative lens and a positive lens there's a lot of people who are very negative about where the future is going but then there's you know you can look look at it from a very positive lens too so it'll be interesting to see man um have you been keeping up with anything going on with artificial intelligence there's there's really like two perspectives with it that I've seen um, from people, and I'm curious what you think about it. I see AI being used to create songs. I've seen AI being used to create videos, pictures, tweets on comments on mainstream social media platforms. I've, I've seen AI been used to do a whole lot of crazy things that honestly me personally a year ago if you would ask me if i would believe the things that i see nowadays i honestly wouldn't believe it or i wouldn't think that ai is capable of doing the things that there's the, really that there's really nowadays. two there's really two perspectives to it man from what i've seen from the people who i listen to there's one perspective where it's like on one hand technology has always kind of made humans evolve and change when you look back at like 200 years ago human beings were mainly farmers and we mainly worked on you know in agriculture and land and then because of technology our jobs just changed it's not that jobs went away but jobs jobs changed for the most part so now we went into factories and things like that and then as technology kept growing now people go to the cities and then you know with computers and everything like that now we work on computers so it's like there's one part of um this ai debate where it's like you know, it's not that AI is going to take away jobs. And it's not that AI is going to replace humans. It's just going to evolve things. It's going to change things. And human beings are going to be, the bright side of it is human beings are going to have more ability to be creative and work on things like podcasting, for an example, or creating art or whatever. There's that. That's like its own argument. And then there's also people who think that, nah, the way this technology is evolving and growing so fast that it's going to get to the point where anything a human being can do artificial intelligence can do twice as fast and so it's interesting to see both sides of that i'm i'm kind of i don't really know man i'm kind of, i see both sides i see both perspectives um i guess we'll just have to wait and see and see what happens you know uh, i think it's it's real dangerous and it's a real tricky discussion to have it is for sure yeah and the way i look at it is we're creators, right? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, we talked about that in the last podcast. You would say every single person out there is in some way, shape, or form a creator. Not in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, I think everybody is 100% a creator, and I think that we get programmed to not be creators. So, yeah, yes, I do. So, exactly like you were saying right there, as programmed or the word programmed, every single person out there has a code. Every single person out there lives by a code. And to a certain extent, you can't really fake that code when you're creating something. You you don't like to fake whatever code you live by when, when you're creating something. And you create by that code. I, like you create by the lens of how you see the world and by the ethics and codes that you live by. Is that kind of what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. And so... When I look at, but I would agree with that. Yeah, when like I look, when I create something, I create it based off of the lens I see the world at, and by the codes, the uh, the codes that I kind of operate by. You know, if you if you get what I'm saying, like the the 
the the views that I have on the world and because at the end of the day I like I like what you just said bro as far as like human beings have codes and Every, everyone has a code because, and everyone because lives the, by a code, the, man, the way you, the way you see the world and the beliefs that you have is going to affect the actions that you take and the way you see the world you know and so it's going to it's a good point you just brought Bro, up. It's, it's going to affect your own well-being. You you can't really fake it to a certain extent. Like the way that you want to live your life, the way that the way that you want to live, and and the environment you want to surround yourself with. It's like you really can't fake that. Like what you want for yourself or how you want to live, you really can't fake it, uh, unless I don't know you're crazy and delusional. <laughs> yeah, Mo- most you people can see out it there, on people. Yeah, most people out there want to put themselves in the best situation that they really can for themselves yeah and uh, what's what's your like well let me ask you this bro where where do you do obviously nobody knows so this is us we're we're speculating obviously right where do you kind of uh what was that did you hear that never mind anyways sorry about that folks but um where do you kind of see this thing going bro like if you had to guess if you had to uh, speculate on it. I mean, do you think human beings get replaced one day and we live in the fucking matrix? Or do you think that we're going to basically connect? Cause that's really, I mean, that's really at the end of the day, the two, the two perspectives for like majority of um, people's perspectives or, you know, the takes on this whole AI thing, because it's real, right? AI, artificial intelligence is real. It's growing. Like you can't like sit back and deny it you know what i mean like it's a real thing for sure it's going to keep growing and keep evolving at a faster and faster rate so there's really two perspectives there's one we're going to connect with it and basically become a part of ai or there's the other side of it that ai is going to destroy all the whole world so what do you or or, i mean maybe there's a different perspective out there maybe perspective i don't know what do you kind of think bro what you said that that's an interesting because it's it's an interesting question it's a fact though because it's like it is here, right? It's like we're not sitting here being delusional, like artificial intelligence. No, because I could tell you, there's some people out there who believe that it's better to record their grandparents living for the rest of their life, recording things that they say, recording tendencies, things that they like, and they would rather have their grandparents put in an AI version once they pass away. Instead of holding and retaining onto the memories or whatever their grandparents actually passed down to them. Yeah. And there's some people out there who would rather put their life and put their hard work, everything that they believe in, into AI or into a computer, into something that, like you said, can be remembered by other people forever and ever. But the other side of it is, like, can AI at one point overcome humanity? Or yeah, and I look at it like machine guns, tanks. You you look at nukes and certain missiles and aircrafts. Those things are real dangerous, but they're only dangerous if someone like you and me, a human being, is operating it, right, right, and right, controlling right. it. Right. And so that's how I look at whatever it is that people create in the near future or whatever it is that people create with AI. And it goes back to what we were just talking about, how everyone has a code. And so the dangerous 
thing is going to be those dangerous people out there who are operating it or living by a a crazy evil code where they really don't care about humanity they only care about creating something that's detrimental to right. to humanity or something that's only going to help them profit here in the short time that they have and don't really know the consequences that it'll have in the long run right and i think that that'll be the problem with ai is people creating something that they don't think or that they don't know that they can't put an end to or that they won't be able to stop bro it's kind of it's kind of fucking hold on a second bro i'm kind of thinking about what you just said as far as like human beings having codes and like we all have a code and everyone is wired bro bro. it's it's almost like human beings are kind of computers to a certain extent everyone is wired to a certain extent because and that's why and that's why when people it's in in your blood bro it's in your it's in your dna bro your dna is almost like a it's like a computer system almost and that's why that's why that's why when we talk about not when we talk about but when you hear people talk about being you know society programming you and i've read like really good books that talk about this it's kind of funny bro because we are almost like computers and we we all get programmed and that's what society does is they program you to operate a certain way just like a computer and just like you said once you understand code you can start to operate you and can maneuver your- on a computer Whoa. how how to start coding stuff how to start to maneuver in the matrix bro and i that- guess that's how you can explain Dog, it hold on a second josh you're on to something bro because and then you hear bro people who code is how is how people hack things is how like the government goes in a crazy frenzy when they can't track and they can't trace how certain funds or how things on the internet is lost or or like they can't track and trace someone on the internet and it all dives and comes down to code and and script and and being able to block code and being able to like block certain scripts or, or override and overpass certain certain scripts and and understanding that stuff but yeah man that's definitely something that they don't teach people and and that's why when they talk about have you ever heard the word npc yeah like a non-playable character yep it's kind of like when because we're talking about codes and we're talking about how human beings are kind of like almost computers in a way because you can code a computer and you can program a computer and it's the same way with a human when you look at what they call an npc it's a non-playable character and it's somebody who hasn't discovered that they are a code or that they have code and or that they are basically programmed and basically they haven't figured out that you can program yourself and instead of being plugged into society instead of believing just whatever it is you see on on the news or through the media or what this person taught you through school your parents you can program yourself and you can basically operate your own system by having your own beliefs and and through things like that so man that's it's kind of interesting to think about it like that i've never really thought about human beings like that and you bring up a really good point man for sure yeah that, that's definitely how i look at a lot of people is everyone lives by a code everyone has morals that they live by some people don't live by morals at all but it's a code that everyone lives by that to a certain extent you can't hide it and you can't fake what that code is or what's in your blood what's in your nature like what you're truly about 
one, one thing I think about is the eyes don't lie. Something you can usually pick up is like when you look at someone in the eyes, someone who's usually not truthful, they can't look you in the eyes. Yeah. And some people who is real serious about what they're talking about, like you you can see it in their eyes. Right. Or or you can you can tell when someone's serious and and when someone's truthful compared to I guess when someone can't really look it in the eyes and they can't be truthful about something. I I think it's something that you you can kind of pick up on by the morals someone is live living by by I guess the code the script that that they're portraying uh, the, the things that they care about or I guess the things that they show that they don't care about it all of these things says a lot about a person and, and yeah and deep I, down you can't hide it and I feel like that's a that's kind of what attracts people to to people is how somebody is programmed, I guess, and, like, the, the views they have on the world. You know, when, when you meet somebody who has the same kind of perspective and the same views as yourself, you're going to be drawn to that person, you know? And that's what – I like how you're saying you can kind of pick up on that and you can tell when somebody um, either has a, a faulty look on the world or has a negative view on the world. And, and yeah, it, it, you bring up a really good point, man. Yeah, it, it's real wild when you think about it because a lot of times – we get stuck in our own mindset we get stuck in our own thoughts and just i think you were talking about it earlier where when you really dumb it down when you figure out your own cut your own code what's really in your own blood and you you naturally let that flow through you and you naturally live that out uh, what's in your dna I, i think that's when everything will truly be connected in in a real sense in real reality instead of everything being connected virtually or digitally on computers or on smartphones i think the only real way for humanity to come together is if they like take care of their real problems and like live out their life how they're truly supposed to and i feel like you got to you got to kind of have things in common you know like if if humanity, like you just said, is going to come together, you got to have things in common to come and get come together with and things that are productive. You know, that's why I think like when I think of fitness, I just think it's it's kind of a tool that people can use to come together and to get better together with. You know what I mean? And you'll discover a lot through fitness. You know what I mean? You discover a lot about pain and suffering and overcoming those things. And, and when you do it with somebody else, like you, you kind of gain a new a new respect for them. You know what I mean? Like when you get like if you've if you met somebody and you've never really struggled physically with them, you don't really have the same kind of connection that you would if you if you did, you know. And like when we look back at you know our friendship, like we we grew up playing sports together and things like that, so we suffered together, you know. Like we went through that physical work together, and <laughs> that's what, definitely yeah. And so like that's why I think, man, that's why I think fitness, anything with fitness, whether you're you're playing sports or whether you're just working out or you're in martial arts or whatever it is, bro. I think that that can be a great tool to use to bring like everybody together. You know what I mean? And there's so many different avenues too, bro. Um, yeah, man. I, what do you think about that? It's funny when I think of fitness, something I was because like, and not to interrupt you, but I think a lot of people when they think of fitness, they think of more of just like an individual aspect of it, of just like oh, you just want to look better and gain muscle. But there's also that community aspect of it too. Like when you when you do it together with people that it kind of brings people together, you know what I mean? And, like, you see each other suffer and things like that and overcome those those pains and, and like, and grow, like, as a as a community, I guess. 
Yeah, it's funny how you talk about pain and suffering, because anyone who starts out doing any sort of fitness at first, that's that's how you're gonna view it. You're gonna. It's gonna at, suck. It's yeah, gonna suck. It's not gonna be fun. You know. You're gonna go through pain and suffering. It's something that's foreign to you. It's something you're not accustomed to. You're putting your body through some sort of duress or through some something that you're not used to. And it's going to go through a transformation. You're, you're going to do a whole lot of learning about yourself uh, when you do some sort of fitness. And especially when it comes to lifting weights, uh, just like you were talking about, especially lifting heavy weights, it can be looked at as painful and you, you can definitely suffer doing some workouts lifting heavy, heavy weights. But the people who are able to lift the heaviest amount of weight are the people who are able to kind of stay cool, calm, and and uh, collected, collected yeah, yeah, yeah. under pressure and under duress. Or like when there's weight on their shoulders, they're able to control their breathing. They're able to right, right. Uh, take control of the situation more or handle whatever weight's on their shoulders more than what other people are able to handle. Yeah, I uh, I like that you said that because I'm actually reading a book right now. It's from a military guy. His name's David Goggins. And in the book, or it might have been in a podcast that I was listening to, but he he would somebody asked him. They said, "What separates?" Because he was in, he was a Navy SEAL. This person asked him, David Goggins, "What separates um, the SEALs who get through training, who get through Hell Week, they call it, and what separates those people from the, the people who don't?" And he said, and I thought this was really powerful. He said. What separates the Navy SEALs who can get through the challenging physical pain and, and the training and all of these things is those people, they want to be there. They want to be going through that pain and suffering. They genuinely want to be there. And the people that don't want to be there, when the time comes and they have to deal with that pain and suffering and when they're training and they're, they're going on these long runs and they're, they're, whatever it is that they're doing, in their mind, what happens when they when they start suffering really hard and, and when, when it really starts to suck is that their mind starts saying, hey, why are we doing this? We could be doing X, Y, Z. We don't have to be here. We don't have to be putting our bodies through this. We don't have to be suffering like this. We can go chill at home or we can go, we could be with our, our girlfriend or we could be with our friends having a beer. We Like, why are you doing this? And, the, and what he said is, the difference between the people who can get through that physical pain and suffering is the people who get through it, they want to be there. They put themselves in that situation mentally, and they're like, yeah, when I get to that point where, you know, either the, the weight's heavy and I'm pushing it or I'm on that run or I'm going through that, that training, like, I want to be there, bro. I want to be that person. And that's I thought it was kind of what you just said. It, it really aligns, man, for sure. That is a big and powerful thing that you just talked about right now and i guess that david goggins was explaining just because your mind can psych you out bro yeah your your mind could play tricks on you bro yeah, yeah. and i'll repeat it again just to say it but he was like the, the people who push through and and don't take this just from a physical lens he he said anything anything difficult it doesn't matter what you're doing that's difficult. And in life, there's obviously things that are going to be difficult. It doesn't matter what it is you want to do. There's going to be things that are difficult. The things that that um, the things that separate the people who make it through that difficulty and the things that separate the people who don't is that the people who make it through, they want to be there. They envision themselves in that pain and in that suffering, and they, and they want to be there. That way, 
when they do get to the point where they're struggling and, and shit's hard, shit's tough, they they're they've already been there mentally. They want to be there. There is no questioning. Like they're, when they're on that run, they're not questioning. Oh, why am I here? Blah blah blah. No, they've envisioned this a million times before. So when they do get to that point, it's 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 not that it's not hard, but it's like that they don't have to question themselves. They can just be. It's it's almost like their mind and their body is one. Their mind isn't going to other places, wishing it was at different places in time, while their body's going through this suffering. It's at one. And that's exactly what it is. It's being there present, fully present in the moment and not making any excuses or not complaining or, or wishing just like the analogy that David Goggins was given that you were sitting on the couch or you, you were back home sleeping in your bed, tucked, tucked off sound asleep. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's like you need to snap your mind out of whatever delusional tricks it's trying to play on you most of the time and i had this problem in my own life too where we all have when when you're in tough situations it's like you you're always thinking of a way how to get how to get out of that thing yeah exactly how how to avoid that thing it's like how can i just squeeze around that thing little path of least resistance yep and sometimes you just you just gotta face it bro you just gotta go right through it you you gotta be honest with yourself you, you got to accept it, too. You got to accept reality. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. You, you, you can't escape whatever it is that you're going through at, the, at that point in time in your life. You're gonna, you got to go through that pain and that suffering. And you got to be fully present there in that moment to experience what it is. And that pain and suffering will also help you experience what relief and and what being comfortable is yeah and and that's the opposite i want to give a a little example in my own life too bro because i've had periods of time where you know i have a job right and i work a decent amount and while i'm at work i i think to myself like this is like that part of me that's like ah man i wish i was i wish i didn't have to work i wish i didn't have a job i wish i could be like this person who I see who doesn't work and they live this crazy life. But deep down, I'm, I'm avoiding what is a reality. And um, the more I'm in that mindset, the, the, the less I can actually take advantage of the opportunity at hand and really excel in my job. And, and, and what's going to happen is when I accept reality and I start excelling in my job, that's the only way I'm going to even be able to get to the point where I can go do other things. You know what I'm saying? And it's uh, there's just so many different ways you can kind of apply that to your own life like if you're listening oh and i would recommend the book too it's called can't hurt me by david goggins it's a great book man he uh he's really a wise person but um but yeah man sounds like what doesn't kill you makes you stronger exactly bro exactly man it's uh it's definitely just something to apply to your life and going back to the fitness thing too man like i feel like i feel like every person you can't make it alone in this life and i've i've gone through that myself where when you when you're alone, bro, when you don't have people around you to push you and to motivate you and to just like confide in and just like have people solid people around you, like you can't really you can't do anything in this life alone. Like in, as human beings, it kind of goes back to what we were saying in the beginning as far as like how we're coded a certain way like a computer. We need people around us. We need a community, bro. And if you can one of the things about whether it's working out or joining a sports team or 
something like that, something physical, is you can find, like, communities within that, you know what I mean? And I think that that's a powerful thing to do, like, whether it's going to a yoga class or, like, joining a mixed mixed martial artist gym or going into a weightlifting gym, like, finding people who you can actually go go to and, like, be with in reality, in real life, and, like, have that physical pain, I think that's, like, where you can find, like, people who can who you can grow with and things like that, you know? Because if, if we wouldn't know each other if we didn't do that, you know what I mean? Yeah, or, yeah, I was just going to say, someone that'll actually have your back when, when times get tough or, or, like, when things get tough, things aren't going your way, So someone who will actually stick with you through thick and thin, not, not only when things are going easy, and, and and when things are easy, things are going good, but are going to s- stick with you and be right there by your side when, when things are tough and when times are tough. Yeah, bro. And like I, like this online shit, I mean, it's cool. You know, it, it's a cool way to be able to get to meet new people and, and stuff like that. And interact with people. Yeah, yeah. It's, there's, there's, there's positives to it, man, too. And that's why we're doing it right now. But at the end of the day, like if you're going to really build solid relationships, it comes from like real life. You know what I mean? And that real life pain and suffering and and going through shit together, you know what I mean? That's just the reality of things, yeah. bro. And trust is built spending time with other people. Right, that, right. That, That's how you build trust in relationships. That's, that's how you build, you build trust anything. in business. That's, that's how, how you, yeah. Yeah, exactly. The, the only way you're going to build trust is spending quality time with another person or... Just through time, bro. Time time as a... Like, even just time... Time is the most powerful thing in the fucking world, bro. And when you can do something over time people start to trust you yeah, you know what i'm saying exactly. like take this podcast for an example just in this example if we just did one podcast people would like it, it wouldn't mean as much as if we did a podcast every week for a year at that point people, at that point it's like oh like we do this shit you know what i mean or get tapped in man yeah yeah it's like or fitness like okay you go work out for one day a week or one day or two days but like you're not really gonna you're not really gonna see anything you gotta go two three four years bro you gotta let that time sink in it's like it's like all right let me let me let me let me paint this picture for y'all listeners and for you and for me i thought about this one time i was like everybody likes flowers right flowers are cool flowers smell good they look good you know you give your flower flower to your girl or some shit but in order to get those flowers you got to be able to to water dirt you got to be able to plant seeds and water soil and water that dirt and let it grow and, and give it time to grow. And if you don't have that patience, if you don't have the ability to do that, to, to water some dirt. To take care of it. Right. And to let it let it grow and to give it time. If you don't have that, that discipline, and, or not even discipline, but patience and time, if you don't have that ability to do that, then you're never going to get those flowers in the first place. So, yeah, man. I mean, you can't just pick flowers just right off the, right off the rip, bro. You got to let that shit grow and give it time. And that applies to anything, you know, fitness, fitness too, man. Like you, you're not just going to get in shape after one week, right? Like you, you got to give that shit time, bro. You got to really hit the gym, be consistent and, and, and put in the work without, without results. You know what I mean? Or take fighting for an example. Like we've had, we've had mixed, mar- mixed martial artists, people on here, like jujitsu, jujitsu, I can't even fucking talk, jujitsu guys. And they say too, like, man, like the first year, you're just getting your ass kicked the, fir- the first year, you know what I'm saying? And but through time, they start seeing results, and, and they start getting better, and they start learning the, the tricks and the trades, and, and so that's, that's where it comes from. It's funny because almost anything I look at in this life, there's an underlying aspect of competition 
Facts. The Facts. Competition is real. Everything is just... It's like evolution. Deep down, flat out, it's competitive. Yeah, no matter what, yeah. It's one person versus another. Like, just to, In a lot of ways. Just, just to dumb it down, it's one person on one side against someone else. In a lot of ways, yeah. And it's like, w- one force will overcome the other force. That, that's just kind of how how things have worked yeah almost like survival of the fittest however you want to call it and especially in our day and age i look at the game of chess is almost applied to everything that we do in life or how uh, would you say so in chess and especially in the game of chess you are thinking way more than just one move or whatever one step ahead that you're gonna do right you're 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 thinking plenty of moves and plenty you're of thinking steps one ahead. two three four five moves ahead yeah and and you see the board in a whole different perspective time time becomes like an illusion almost yeah and it's a i, I say it's a the game of chess is translated to sports too people play basketball people who play baseball people who play football people who play tennis hockey whatever sport it is Everyone and the people who do excel at their sport, they see the game that they play like how some people who excel at chess see the chessboard. They they see the game and they see the playing field of how the rules and how the game is operated and the and the limitations of the game. They see it in a different perspective where they have an advantage over someone else or they have an advantage over their opponent or whatever other force that they're going up against right and i I think it's important and me personally i like to surround myself with people who don't just have a plan a but they have a plan b they have a plan c they have a plan d and so on and so forth right but they're not just going in there with just one plan and thinking that everything is going to go smooth and, and everything is going to work out they how can they adapt. want it to. Yeah, I think it's important for people to adapt and to be able to w- work a problem or work a situation out when things don't go your way or when things don't go and work out how you planned it to go. It's almost like I read a book uh, called Principles by Ray Dalio. He's an investor and he talks about how Every decision you make has a first order consequence, a third order, a second order consequence, a third order consequence. So it's like, all right, let me give you an analogy. And I'm trying to tie this into what you just said. Let's just say you, you know, you have a decision to either eat something really delicious that's bad for you and something that's not so delicious but good for you. The first consequence or the first order consequence of that is going to be the satisfaction of the food, right? So I eat this bad food for me. It really satisfies me. It's good. Tasted good. Right. But I'm failing to recognize the second and third order consequences from that decision. I'm, I'm thinking purely a from, few hours later. Right. You got it. Like you're just saying, you got to be able to think not only hours later, but days later, months later, years later. Like when you look at food, it's just an easy analogy. But like, are you intentional with the food that you're eating? Does it. Are you thinking about the future when you eat these this, these kinds of foods? Because I think, honestly, I think that's a big problem with diet culture and like with people who want to get in good shape and things like that when, when it comes to diet. And the reason why they can't stick with a clean diet is because they are so 
they're so tapped in with that that initial result or that initial reaction of the food that they're eating of oh it tastes good and i really i really want this sweet thing so i'm gonna just eat it right now because it tastes good and it's gonna satisfy me but they're failing to they're, they're valuing that um they're valuing the first order consequence of the food tasting good over the second and third and fourth consequences of which is the most important w- right it's it almost always is bro it's almost always the latter consequences of your decision that matter more than the you know the first consequence it's like opinion over facts right. and, and this is how most people operate and this is i, I could even vouch for myself and I, i'm victim of this where i live my life where i've let my opinions operate me instead of letting just the straight facts right 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 li- li- living and operating by the straight facts right and once you start making those changes you don't really have to do any thinking in your own personal life or you don't like I said, it's good to plan, but when things don't go your way, you won't even really have to plan. You're 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 already gonna know what you have to do, and what other path and what other direction that you're you're gonna have to take and you're supposed to take whenever things aren't going your way. One hundred percent, bro. Um, you got any final thoughts for the, today's podcast, man? That's that's really it. That's all I had for this week's podcast. I appreciate y'all tuning in, man. Let's uh, if you got any final thoughts for the podcast, Josh. Leave us off, man. Thank you for anyone who does tap in and listen to the podcast, man. Much love, much appreciation to every single one of you out there. Uh, God God bless y'all. Jesus Christ loves you. And hope you guys stay safe and healthy out there. Hell yeah, man. That's it for this week's podcast. Appreciate y'all tuning in to the Real Fit Podcast, episode 36 in the books. My main man, Josh, my co-host. We'll be back with another podcast here soon. Much love always, man. And uh, peace out. Go ahead and tap in. So I eat, and now I don't know the feet. I only know the heat. I only know the grind. I only know the sweet. Y'all miss sweat. I only know the best. That's up on my chest. I only know the reps. I only know what's next.